0: And for the next few weeks, we'll be talking about uh, these next steps. And I think uh, on a, a first Sunday of a new year is a great time to, uh, to recalibrate, to, to, to evaluate the past, and to um, perhaps uh, change a trajectory for, for the future. One of the, one of the goals of our, of our church uh, is that we would grow, right? But, but not just grow numerically. Obviously, we have seats to fill, right so uh, so we have uh, we we desire to 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 grow uh with with filling seats that way but but it's it, we and we could we could probably come up with some cool uh promotional kind of things in order to fill some seats on any given sunday right uh we could uh we could uh, make some big splashy presentation or some some uh event and uh, those things are are important and good we could maybe maybe you could Go bribe your neighbor to come with you to church i don 't know what uh, what uh, you would do, but uh, it would be it would be a good thing and and we 've done that type of thing before um, and you get everybody in here and it's- gr- wonderful and great and if the goal was to get a bunch of people in the seats then the, then we do it for a week but then the next week it's kind of back to uh, depressing again right um we, we, there's got to be a connection. There's got to be got to be something that's happening on the inside, not just something that we do or something that we attend uh, on the outside. Uh, we, it happens at Christmas. We a couple weeks ago we had Christmas Eve service, and everybody and their mother comes to to, to church on Christmas Eve, and that's that's great. And we use that and we leverage that as a church to uh, to reach folks that maybe we don't normally reach. Uh, the problem is then uh, the week after Christmas. I mean even the pastor wasn't here last week right so uh so we uh we had uh we 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 kind of build up for these big days and that's good and that's great but there's got to be something more going on that, than just a, a a getting people to attend something um years ago when when our church was just renting space um on Sundays we had uh uh we had va- vacation bible school like we still do and uh, during a week in the summer and then then uh, uh on Sunday was the VBS Sunday and we invited all the parents uh and their their kids to come back on Sunday morning in order to do that and make that exciting maybe some of you were here we had we had a christian magician that was here to uh to be a part of Sunday morning service and uh that uh, magician then uh, during this time when i would normally uh be preaching we turned that time over to him and he called the kids up and we had just this this uh, cool time. It was fun, and it was interactive, and it was inspiring, and it was just a, a cool, cool thing. And uh, then uh, the next week, uh, we were back to a typical Sunday morning, uh, you know, singing and and uh, praying and reading scripture, and and I preached, uh, you know, a uh, whiz-bang message like I always do, and everything's, you know, just awesome, right? And uh, then I still remember standing at the back doors of that rented <laughs> sanctuary, the first person through the line, shakes my hand and said, where's the magician? I tried not to take it personally, but probably because I'm still telling the story right now, you realize that I probably did take it personally. Uh, it, it's not just about getting people through the doors for a magical time, a magical hour on a on a Sunday. The, there's gotta be more to it. The truth is that God wants us to grow. Uh, he wants our church to grow, but not just numerically. God wants us to grow spiritually and so at the beginning of a new year it seems like a a great time to ask ourselves and i don't know if you've asked yourself this from time to time or not hopefully you do this on a consistent basis this would be a great time to ask yourself am i growing spiritually am i really growing spiritually what steps do i need to take to grow closer to god this year um and I guess as I'm thinking about our church and growing, our, what if what if we did double uh, the the size of our church? There they were they were double the amount of people here than there are right now. Uh, and what if those new people had the same passion for spiritual growth that we have? Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, are are we passionate about growing in our relationship with God? With that in mind, as we're as we're kicking that around, uh, I want us to look at. A text in uh, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, we'll start in in verse 11 and go through chapter 6, verse 3. It says, we have much to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment, and God permitting, we will do so well what's the uh what's the problem going on here in in, in hebrews uh, it's it says there at the beginning uh, the people were no longer even trying to understand these are these are christian people uh the the author of hebrews is, a lot of people think it was paul but it doesn't specifically say who it is uh, so we're not quite sure but but uh, this this person this leader of the church that's writing to these these christian uh, jews the 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 hebrews he, he's writing and and he's he's challenging them. he's not saying that they've given up on god per se he's saying that they've given up on moving forward spiritually they're not even trying to understand anymore it is possible maybe maybe this is a new concept i don't know it it is possible to be a christian and and give up on growing spiritually. It, it is possible to, to, to believe in Jesus, but to be stagnant, I guess. It's possible to be at church every Sunday, but no longer be trying to grow. These people still needed elementary truths. Uh, even though they had, uh, many mature believers among them, they still needed, uh, he uses the term, they needed milk. Uh, they weren't, hadn't moved on to solid food. They were, they were still kind of, uh, surface or, or shallow in their, in their faith. We, we understand this whole concept with, with, uh, milk and, and solid food when it relates to our, to our kids. I, I know, uh, there are probably many parenting, uh, perspectives out there today, and I'm not, uh, for a minute gonna stand here and tell you what the age is, but, but, uh, but at some point, the kid's gotta give up the bottle, right? Uh, some of you might think that's earlier, and some might think that's later. But at some point, there's got to be a move from from uh, from from milk to solid food. If if the child is going to grow uh, and and develop and to be the strong, healthy uh, person that uh, that he or she is going to be, they've got to move from the milk too solid food. If they're not growing, then it's a problem. If you've taken your kid to the doctor before, you know that the major thing they monitor before they ever even take them into the room, they're going to they're gonna weigh them and they're going to measure their height uh, or their length, depending on how old they are at the time. Uh, the, the, they, they measure them and then they, they, they tell you uh, their percentile. If you've been a part this was something new to me with with our kids uh but but they they chart them on a graph and every time you go in you uh, they they measure them and they measure it against not only the other kids out there and okay you're in the you're in the f- 15th percentile which means you kind of you're kind of in the smaller end but you're still on the on the graph so to speak and uh and or you're in the 95th percentile well you're big for your age so to speak and 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 so uh but then they chart that not only based on other kids around the uh the country but also they uh, they they base that on on where you were the last time and are you making progress or are you not and literally uh you know throughout uh uh, childdom, they, uh, they, they continue to chart the, and there's there's a graph, and li- I was at the doctor a few weeks ago with Nick, and, and I mean, he's like old and tall and everything, and he's still, he's still on the, they still got this chart, and he's on, and you can see the graph where he was, and, and it's, it's a, it's a cool thing. The, the problem would be, if he's, if they're, if the kid's not growing, then there's, then, then, then they've got to address something. Growth indicates life. If, if a baby or a child isn't growing, then there's a problem. And the author of Hebrews says, that the same is true in our spiritual lives. He's saying you should be off the bottle and on to steak. Or spiritual tofu for those of you who are vegetarians. Just putting that out there. You you need to grow up spiritually, is what he's saying, and, and that takes intention out. We've got to be intentional about it. It's easy to get into ruts in our lives, and I have found it's easy to get into ruts uh, in our spiritual lives. We kind of develop a certain habit or certain routines, and and then we do, that's just kind of how we go, and we just kind of flow that way. And uh, I, there's there's one one uh, pastor years ago, I believe he's he's uh, since passed on, but but he used to say that uh, that a rut. Is uh, is just a grave with both ends kicked out. Uh, we, we're we're in a rut and uh, and we're not really going anywhere. Uh, ruts don't promote life. Ruts don't promote growth. So I guess as we begin this series this morning, uh, we need to ask ourselves: How do we get out of the spiritual ruts that we may be in? How do we get into a cycle of growth in our relationship with God? Uh, the first thing is that 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 you need to know that God wants you to grow. God has set this thing up so that we will grow. He wants us to grow. Uh, Hebrews six one. There we just read it a minute ago. Uh, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward into maturity. Uh, not laying a foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God is spiritual maturity. We need to have be spiritually mature and continuing to mature. We need to continue to uh, to to grow in our relationship with God. Uh, that's what God wants for us. He doesn't want us to keep getting tripped up on the same sins, the same uh stuck in the same spiritual ruts. He wants us to mature. Well, we could we could say, "Okay, yeah, I need to do better." Uh but I think we need to get specific on this. Well, what does that look like? What what would it look like for us to uh, to be mature? spiritually we kind of know what that looks like to be mature physically i, I mean uh, physical appearance we can look around and kind of gauge uh how uh, uh how mature someone is or, or where they are and uh, are they a child or are they an adult uh you can probably tell the difference uh physically between a, a child and then someone who's who's passed through puberty and and moved on to uh, uh uh adult status and beyond we've got we've got uh we can tell just by looking at someone their physical uh maturity Maybe not their mental maturity, um, or, uh, intellectual, those kinds of things, but, but, but we can, we can, there are certain guidelines or certain things we can say, are they like this? Are they like this? Like, okay. Well, they're mature. Do we have that kind of thing for, for our spiritual lives? Because we need to know what we're shooting for here. Uh, it sounds like a, like a big question. What is, what do I, what, what does spiritual maturity, oh, I could never be mature spiritually. Well, you need to know that God desires us to be mature spiritually. What does that look like? I think as I'm, as I'm looking through scripture, obviously there's tons of stuff. The fruit of the spirit, I think, is a is a great concise place to start. In Galatians chapter five, verses twenty two and twenty three, it, it talks about the fruit of the spirit, meaning that when the fr- the spirit of God is planted in your life, He is going to start developing fruit or developing your character to look a certain way, to look more like God. And so it says there that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patient, forbearance. I think it says there, but that's patience. Okay. Uh, Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. list of nine things, nine characteristics, nine qualities that I believe we could take and say, wow, a spiritually mature person is probably a lot like that. I mean I want that to characterize me. I, I want to experience uh I want to be a person of uh, of love. I want to be loving and God's love to flow through me in the relationships that I have. I I, I want to have uh, God's joy no matter what I'm facing in life. I want to have God's joy and if we see someone who's got the joy of the Lord even in the midst of difficulty, we go, "Wow, they must be uh closer to 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 God than than most people. I I want that deep peace that holds me no matter what the circumstances. That's a, a sign of spiritual Maturity. I, I want to be a patient person. I'm always working on that. And uh, I think after waiting for Jesus during the Advent seat, I think I'm a little bit. I think I've made some progress. But uh, I, I want to be patient. I, I I don't. I don't want to go ha- go off half cocked when, when when something happens. I, I, I want to be good and and kind and gentle. Uh, I, I want to be able to control uh, any selfish desires that I might have. I want to have self control. Uh, look for ways to help others, not just. Look out for myself. It's a, it's a great list and it's a, it's a great place to see that, that when, when we commit our lives to God, He doesn't just say, okay, cool. Now stay the way you are and uh, we'll just kind of move on through life. God's desire is that we're constantly growing, that we're constantly maturing, that God wants us to grow. What if, what if you committed A year from now. So the first Sunday of January 2019, what if you committed today? Maybe you make a note somewhere, somewhere where you think in a year you're gonna, you're gonna see it. What if you ask yourself, am I more of that than I was today? because that's the goal. I mean we we need to be making progress. I don't want to I I hope you don't want to just stay the same person that you are right now. I hope that you're wanting to 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 be more like Jesus, to be more mature in your relationship with God. What if you committed to say next year at this time, I'm going to ask myself, I'm going to see and, and then if that's the goal, what are you going to do between now and then to make sure that that answer is yes, I am making progress. I think what you're going to do between now and then is you're going to stop trying and start training. That's number two. If you're a blank filler, uh, you can uh, you can fill that in on your uh, on your bulletin. I've become um, over the last couple of years, several years, um, thanks to some uh, some of you who will remain nameless. I have become more of a Star Wars fan than I used to be. Right, Sean. Oh, I guess it won't remain nameless. Um, enjoyed the, the new movies and then enjoyed watching all the other ones again more than once to, uh, catch on and be, I don't know that, that I'm a, uh, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs of all that and I don't read the comic books and all those kinds of things. But I, anyway, there, there are a lot of good, good, uh, good quotes in there and one that comes to mind is from Master Yoda as he is training young Luke Skywalker in the ways of the Jedi. Right? And, and I don't know if you, you picture the scene, uh, it's in the Empire, is that right? Empire Strikes Back, I think, is, is where that is. And, uh, Yoda is training Luke, and they're trying to get the X-Wing fighter out of the swamp, and, uh, he wants Luke to use the force to do that. And, you know, you, you use the force means this. And there's, and there's some cool music that plays behind that. But, um, <laughs> we, we always use the force whenever we go to the doctor, because you press the little, a uh, button on the side of the door, and then we go, uh, and the door, you know, it's pretty, Star Wars fans, pretty cool. So he tells Luke uh, to do what he needs to do, and Luke says, okay, I'll give it a try. And what does Yoda say? I'm not going to do my Yoda voice because I don't have one. Yoda says, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. You either do it or you don't do it. Uh, you're not just going to try to do it. Uh, I think there's some wisdom there. Uh, so many times we might say, well, I'll try. And then if it doesn't work out, we say, well, I tried. And we just kind of dismiss things in life. Uh, I'm not saying that you'll succeed at everything that, that you put your mind to, but, but, but I think it's about more than just trying. Like in that movie, uh, Luke had to spend a whole lot of time training himself, not just, oh, I'll give it a shot and see what happens. Training, not just trying. Hebrews 5.14, we read it a little bit ago. It says, solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. They've trained themselves. There's intentional training involved in spiritual maturity. There are things that we need to intentionally do if we're going to grow closer to God. I think one thing to note real quick is, is that quote is that they trained themselves. They were responsible for their own training. It wasn't up to God to magically impart training to them. It wasn't up to their pastor or their parents or their small group leader or their youth leader or their spouse. It was themselves. They trained themselves. Again, I don't want you to hear that, that you just do this on your own, enough good stuff, you just do these things and it's gonna be magical and just spiritual maturity comes. Spiritual maturity uh comes from God and his power. And again, it's the fruit of the Spirit, uh, but we put ourselves in places where God can do his work in us. We put ourselves in places where God can do his work in us. I guess I think of uh one one image comes to mind is that of a sailboat. I don't do much sailing like Never, but uh, I, I do know that if the wind is blowing and if I want to go anywhere on a sailboat, I have the responsibility to put the sail up and face it in the right direction in order to catch the wind, right? Otherwise, I'm just bobbing. I'm not sailing. The wind of the Holy Spirit is always blowing. It's up to us to put up the sail to catch the wind of the spirit. So there's a partnership there. It's not up to me to grow myself necessarily, but it's up for me, up to me to train myself, to, to, to put up the sail spiritually, uh so that so that uh so that I can be where God wants me to be, to catch the wind of the spirit in my life. It's up to me to put myself in places to schedule my life in ways that I can catch the wind of the spirit to move us, move me closer to God and that's where training comes in there's a there's an immense difference between trying uh to do something and training to do something training is required for any significant challenge in your life it's all about doing what's difficult many times what's not even all that fun but doing what's difficult in order to accomplish something you never would otherwise accomplish uh, uh if if you didn't do that uh, on february 9th the world's attention will uh, will be drawn uh, to the opening ceremonies of the Winter Olympics in South Korea. Elite athletes will compete for medals in all sorts of events, from skiing to uh, skating to curling and everything in between, right? Uh, many of those athletes have been training their entire lives for what will take place during those couple of weeks next month. They didn't just decide last week, you know what, I might be a bobsledder. Let me. I th- I think I. They, I I'm going to try curling. Maybe you could do that. But no. It, hey, yeah, you Canadians out there, really? I don't. I don't. Anyway, it takes a lot of training, right? It's not just I'm going to give this a try and and, and that's just uh, thousands of hours and difficult training has been logged before they've ever stepped onto that international stage. And Scripture says that our spiritual lives look a lot like that. Several other places, 1 Corinthians 9.25 says, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will last. We do it to get a crown that will last forever. 1 Timothy 4.7 and 8 says, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Second Timothy three sixteen and 17, all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We will grow spiritually if we train ourselves. Well, how do we do that? Well, the training uh, methods used to grow our faith have been called throughout the years spiritual disciplines. That sounds like a fun word, doesn't it? Disciplines. Ugh. Uh, maybe you should try uh, spiritual habits. Or spiritual practices. These are the things that we can do to put up the sails in order to catch the wind of the Spirit. They're they're habits that we can form that will that that will develop our spiritual muscles and, and help us to grow up in our faith. In your uh, life groups uh, that you're going to run out of here and sign up for in just a few minutes, uh, that, that that begin tonight uh, with the Walders leading, and uh, two more options on Wednesday. Um, that's a plug, just so you know. Uh, join a group for life, or at least for January. You're going to talk more about these things. And, and again, it's kind of fun that, that you'll get to drill down more on, on some of these things. You're going to talk about things like, like uh, prayer and, and reading and studying the Bible and uh, the discipline of silence. Uh, the discipline of solitude, the disciplines of uh, fasting, tithing, celebration. I, there's a list and list and list of, of disciplines, things, tools that you can use in order to develop your spiritual muscles, to grow spiritually. The issue isn't which disciplines you do or whether you do them better than than, than someone else or whether you log more time doing them or not. Uh, the, the issue is being intentional in, in, in doing your part to grow up in your faith, to train yourself to be godly. So, just a few tips um of of how to train ourselves this morning. First of all, we need to decide that we're going to train. That's a, that's the first step. You got to decide. You 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 won't drift into spiritual training. Uh the the Olympians didn't just drift into uh I think I'm going to do this. Uh you have to decide that you're going to do this. Um over the last few weeks couple of weeks, starting just before Christmas until New Year's, um, our family did a lot of celebrating. I don't know about your celebrations, ours usually always include food, (laughs) lots of food. Um, It started uh, on December 22nd with cupcakes and ice cream and McDonald's for Nick's birthday, the, the Dinner of Champions. Then we had, over the course of that time, and spending time with different parts of the family and different places and all that we had christmas feasts and and uh snack times and there were i mean people had baked, and there it, not only do we have uh turkey and ham and all the fixins and all the sides and the potatoes and the dressing and all that stuff, and then leftovers for for days and all those things there's also pies and cookies and and uh candy and uh, all this stuff just coming out our ears in my case, it was going in my mouth, and it was just uh just a Celebration. Now, I, I had let it slip, and some of my family was here on uh, on Christmas Eve Sunday two weeks ago. When I let it slip that I had signed up for a couple of races coming up over the next nine months, some kind of long ones, like a couple half marathons and a marathon, and so I'm I'm like so so as they're watching me, I could just sense their judgment. So at some point, as I'm putting in the tenth cookie after dinner, whatever it was, I, I said, "Man, I've got to, I've got to stop this next week when I when I start training." <laughs> and uh, you know, people kind of chuckled. And then, then as I was opening my uh, uh, Reese's uh, goodness, whatever, uh, shoving those in my mouth, Ma- you know what? Maybe I'll ease into my training and start in February this year. I said, and then it kind of became a running joke throughout the week as I continued to celebrate and um you know then it was pushed back to well easter would be a good time to start something new and then it was mother's day and i think by the end by new year's afternoon uh, i was i was really ready to start training about the 4th of july and uh and, and just so you know i started last tuesday we're all good everything's uh, you have to decide though you have to and and by putting that off uh, many times we uh, whether, whether we admit it or not, many times we, well, I can start that next. Week. Well, I can, I can grow closer to God and I can, and we, we kind of push it off and we don't decide. We don't make that decision. Now is the time I'm going to decide, uh, to, to train myself spiritually. I've got to decide. If I'm going to grow spiritually, it doesn't happen by accident. So you have to decide, first of all. Then I think it's great to make a, make a plan, uh, make a training plan. Uh, so last week, um, New Year's afternoon, I got my, my app out and I plugged in when the first race was and in, within a matter of minutes, all in my calendar every day from, from last week until the end of April, I know exactly what I have to do every day in order for uh, things to go well on race day. Uh, in my experience has been that if I follow that plan, good things will happen. And if I don't have that mapped out and don't have that on my calendar, then I'm going to be like, oh, well, you know, and I can, I can kind of, uh, make excuses and move the other direction or, or not do what I need to do in preparation. I, I think maybe the biggest part of developing these spiritual disciplines lies in, in, at least at the beginning, scheduling it. I mean, map out a plan. Get as, as detailed as you need to be. For some of you, uh, maybe it works well to get up a little earlier and, and so, uh, you, you spend time with God in those early morning hours and, uh, or minutes and you, uh, so maybe you just need to set your alarm and so you plan it out and you know that the first 15 minutes of my day are spent with Jesus. For some of you, we know that even Jesus doesn't want to talk to you that hour in the morning. Uh, maybe it works better for you but but make a plan you you need to have a plan in place to to practice these these disciplines. Um, I just started a book that's—I uh, forget the name of it—but uh, the but Richard Foster, who has written a lot on spiritual disciplines, and throughout this year, it's, it's, it's a year with the disciplines. I think it's what it's called. And and every couple of weeks, it shifts to a new one. And several are, are things that I haven't really practiced much, and so I'm excited about about stepping into some of those things and and finding out how I can experience God in different ways throughout this year. Uh, I've mapped out a plan. I I invested some some funds in purchasing a book, and uh, and now I'm going to invest the time in walking through that every day to uh, to see God move and work in my life. We've got resources all over the place, whether it's online stuff or apps on your phone or, or books that you've, uh, you've ordered or that you have on your devices, whatever. We have so many resources, there's no excuse not to make a plan, and then you've got to stick with the plan. But as you do, the, the discipline becomes a habit. One thing that can help you stick with the plan is to get some training partners uh, uh especially when you're starting out it it helps that that other people know what you're doing and they might be able to help you back in college i uh, uh worked out with a with a buddy of mine uh we we decided that that we'd get up uh in order to prep for soccer in the off season we were going to run early in the morning 6:30 in the morning uh in uh, in in college we'd get up and and run together and uh some days i didn't feel like Doing that, but I knew that that uh, old boy was coming over, and I didn't want him to to, to catch me not ready. Uh, other times, uh, I'd pop into his apartment, and he was just getting ready. And so we helped keep each other on track, and uh, that's one benefit to joining a life group. Uh, have I mentioned that you can sign up for life groups out in the uh, out in the foyer? And uh, they start tonight, uh, six o'clock with the Walders, and then there's two options on Wednesday. Uh, so I uh, want you to be a part of one of those. But that's a great place for us to to uh, have some accountability and to to work through some of this thing. Uh, one thing we want to do as a church is to help you to develop deep relationships that will keep you on track spiritually. It's not just about attending something like this. So much more happens sitting face to face with someone in a group than what can happen sitting shoulder to shoulder like this. Uh, there's uh, uh, opportunities for worship here. There's opportunities for continued growth and development uh, relationally and spiritually as we gather face to face. Of course, this can happen in our homes. It can happen with your, with your spouse, uh, uh, with, your, with your close friends, as they help keep you accountable could even be a part of family discussion from time to time sitting around the dinner table and and maybe ask the qu- question what have you been reading in the bible lately or maybe you share you know i read this verse the other day or uh, maybe you ask ask your kids how can i pray for you what uh, what uh, what is going on in your life that w- we need to be developing these things and and getting some training partners I think one big thing that uh, that helps is to shift our mindset, shift it from "I've got to" to "I get to." Now that's just changing one little letter, right? But it can really make a big difference. Uh, we look at disciplines in a lot of different ways as negative or difficult. I've got to do this. Oh, I've got to. I've got. I've said it many times, especially when it's two degrees outside. I've got to run today. Well, first of all pete you 're the one that made the choice nobody 's holding a gun to your head. Nobody has to run this race but uh, also it's it 's not an issue of i 've got to, but I get to I have the the capability and the the, uh, the the drive and the determination, and God has gifted me with this and that, and maybe we say oh i 've got to go to work today. Well, wait a minute, what well, you get to go to work there 's a lot of people that that wish they had your job or wish that they were were, uh, were pulling in the, the 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 finances that you uh, We we need to look at the, oh, I've got to read my Bible today. No, you get to read your Bible today. I've got to pray, I've got to pay my tithe this Sunday. Well, how about we get to do all these things? What if we look at the positive? What if we saw that these habits, these practices are drawing us closer to Jesus, that God has provided these things for us so that we can actually get to know personally the God of creation? Kind of an amazing, mind-blowing thing. The God of the universe wants to get to know us and wants us to get to know him. And there are certain things that we can do in order for that to happen. What a gift. Oh, I've got to pray today. (laughs) Really? You get to talk to Jesus today? It's an amazing shift. Oh, what a, it it makes a difference. Shift from got to, to get to. It makes them inviting, these things inviting instead of a drudgery. And then I, I think, I think the uh, the last tip I've got for you today is just to take a step. Take the next step. Take the first step. Take the first next step. There's a difference between deciding and doing. I can decide I'm going to do it, but when the time comes, then I don't follow through, right? We have to take that first step. There's a lot of next steps that you could take, depending on where you are in your relationship with, with, with God today on this first Sunday of a new year for some of you that first step could very well be in these moments right now or in in the uh, the the time that you have with 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 God or or with someone close to you uh very very soon that that you are ready to take that step to commit your life to to following God to say I I'm going to I don't quite understand it all yet but but I'm going to commit to following Jesus, I'm going to invite Him into my life. I want His Spirit to help guide me and I'm going to, I'm going to seek after Him. I, I don't, again, I don't quite know what that, what all that entails, but, but it could be your first step today. It could be that that you need to 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 commit to start uh, reading scripture on a regular basis, like every day. Maybe it's kind of a hit and miss thing, and and you haven't really been intentional about it. That could be the uh, the, the, the the first thing. Maybe you need to go on a on a U version app, uh, the U version app there, and and uh uh in on the world wide web, and uh, and and I mean they've got some plans that are just like a week long or two weeks long, and, and give you some success, and go, I can do this, and and and, and we develop those, and maybe that's your next step. Maybe you need to d- make that next step to say, I'm gonna get up 10 minutes earlier and spend time with God in prayer. Maybe you need to join a life group. Uh, you can go right out in the foyer and sign up, and uh, there's one on Sunday, and a couple more on, I think I've mentioned that before. Um, maybe you need to uh, make the decision to start tithing. Maybe you need to make the decision that you're gonna fast one meal this week, I mean, it, it, So many disciplines, such so little time, right? Whatever you sent should be your next step. My training tip for you would be do it. Take that next step. And I think as you see the benefits, as you see that change that takes place in your life, you'll be drawn to keep taking those next steps that will take you closer and closer to Jesus and help you to grow in your faith in 2000, not just in 2018, but 2018 and beyond. God wants you to grow spiritually. He doesn't want you to just attend stuff. He doesn't want you to just walk through religious motions. Uh, He he wants you to be growing spiritually, to be mature and to be maturing. So stop trying and start training. Decide today that you're going to take those next steps, committing yourself to him. Father God, God, Help us to mean it today. Help us to decide that we want to grow as much as you want us to grow. Help us to understand what that means and what it'll take. Help us to build the the disciplines into our lives that, that we need to. Help us to take the next step, just the one next step. And then after that, the step, and then the step after that. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to to see that this isn't about performance, that this isn't about uh, doing all this good stuff so that you honor us. Lord, it's just about using the tools that you've given us to know you more. Lord, I pray that you'll help us today, this week, in the weeks ahead, to train ourselves so that we can catch the wind of the Spirit, so that we can know you more, so that we can mature in our relationship with you. Lord, help us to see that we can't just just stay where we are, but we need to grow. Thank you for the possibility. Help us to do the work that it takes so that we can grow closer and more like you. Go with us now, encourage us, uh, empower us, and, and keep us warm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.